What's up, New City Church? Man, good to have you guys here. What an amazing testimony from Jake, man. And like God is doing some incredible things in our church, and I'd love to see what he is doing. And I love to see the transformed lives of of the different folks that are that are that are man just just engaging they're like getting closer to the lord they're becoming more and more part of of god's family and i just so man i'm just so in awe of what god is doing i was even on a uh you know zoom call this week with several people that i've known from our campus for a few years and and it just hit me that when i first met these guys and and and, and myself included they are so much more close to the to the Lord than they were when I met them, and and so am I. And so, man, a lot of things, great things are happening in in, in our church. And I know for a lot of us, the COVID nineteen, the lockdown, the quarantine, whatever you want to call it, all that kind of stuff, the no haircuts, getting a mullet. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I might not, I might not chop it off. I'm telling you, man. But uh, but we'll see. I haven't had a haircut in a couple months, so I don't know, man. We'll we'll see. I mean, you know, if I'm afraid if I cut it off, I'll be losing my strength like Samson or whatever. But but bottom line is God is doing some incredible things in our church. He's transforming lives, getting people closer to to him and and the Holy Spirit is just at work. And so we want to give you the opportunity to continue giving in those uh, opportunities on your screen. You'll have uh, some opportunities to give, ways to give. You can download your app and give on the app. You can go to newcitychurch.com uh, and, and do that online. There's all good text to give, those kinds of things. But, man, if you want to support a ministry and the transform lives, just like Jake, just like my friends from this week, man, please do so. Thank you for your generosity. I have been overwhelmed how generous our campus has been. You know, we... Uh, have been, you know, hitting budget and doing those kinds of things. And it was such a, such a, you know, I know a lot of, a lot of buddies of mine are really kind of going, Hey, what's, what's happening here? How are we doing to do this? And we don't have to worry about a lot of things. And so we're able to maintain. And when we actually are able to meet back in the building, it will be pristine and clean and beautiful, uh, well-maintained and, and all that kind of stuff. And we're also going to continue our online presence. And so pray for us how we do that, how we get that kind of thing thing going. If I haven't introduced myself, my name is Casey. I'm one of the one of the pastors serving alongside you guys. And some of us are watching from states away. So welcome to you guys, uh, maybe countries away. I've had a lot of folks recently say, you know, it's been neat to be able to go to church with my cousin in Minnesota or somebody in actually Lebanon, believe it or not was uh, was watching with us and so it's just kind of a cool deal right and so so I dig that and so we're we are continuing uh, to do that and I and I as, as uh, Libby talked about a little bit ago too we we man just share this with people if you would that's just just a just a wonderful thing and I I really want to thank Daniel and Pete for for leading us in worship it's good to have some getting some of some of Pete's team back in the mix man we're starting to roll that in it's exciting man I just Ooh, it's kind of cool stuff, and I just uh, am honored that we are led uh, to worship by such great worshipers and and great great musicians. Everybody say amen at home. I know I might never be able to hear you, but say amen at home. It's very very cool. So we are in a uh, continuing in Mark, uh, the book of Mark. We are going through the book of Mark line by line. My goal is to hit every verse in Mark this year. 
And so we are um, going through different ways of looking at things. If you remember, we looked at walk this way. We thought that we started off the book of Mark where we're looking at how Jesus walked and traveling language and all those kinds of things. Last uh, series, if you will, going through the book of Mark, we did a series called Interrupted. We, we looked at how does God interrupt our lives and how do we set ourselves up to let God interrupt our lives the way Jesus did and the way people interrupted him and how he dealt with folks even though he was on an incredibly important, the most important mission of all history, and we're still on that, how did he let us do that? And this, this, this series, if you will, and again, a study of the book of Mark, is uh, talking about circles. Like, how do, we, how do we deal with people in different types of circles in our lives? I think about... You know, meet the parents like, hey, you're in the circle, right? De Niro talks to, to, to Ben Stiller about the, you're, you're in the circle now, that kind of thing. Well, how can we be in God's circle and, and how do we help people get closer to, to God's, God's circle? So several things, if you want to bring up your app, if you haven't, download the app and you can follow along with me. And there will be some questions that I'm going to ask and probably additional, well, definitely additional questions on your app that you can take and discuss with you and when we'll talk through those kinds of things. But what we're looking at in this circles is that Jesus dealt with, with four types of people in Mark 3. And we'll notice this and we're going to go through starting in Mark 3 verse, verse 20. Uh, so open up your app or open up your Bibles, uh, however you want to do it. Laptops and go through this with me uh, and, it, and it, it just works Works great if you follow along with me. I use the HCSB version of the of the scriptures. So if you want to bring that up too, it's easier to follow along. Um, but there are four types of people that Jesus dealt with. He dealt with critics, and you can fill this out on your app. He dealt with the crowd. He dealt with his fans. And he dealt with his followers. And I call his genuine followers his his spiritual family. And when we go through the book of Mark, and we go through, and, you, and you'll see this a lot, you, you notice that there are, in essence, three bubbles, three circles that, that, that Jesus deals with. He's got, got God's family, his actual genuine followers, right? And then you've got his family, like his brothers and sisters and mom and dad, and how does he deal with those kinds of things? And then you've got... His spiritual family, and this should be, you know, visible to you, a spiritual family. Um, how does he maintain those things? And does he place more importance on one than the other? Is he, does he have anything out of bounds? What we see in, in, in the walk, in the ministry, in the healing, in the resurrection, and all those kinds of things, like post-resurrection, pre-resurrection, you see Jesus just maintaining a perfect balance, a proper biblical balance of, of those three. God's family, his family, siblings, brothers, sisters, and, and his spiritual family, those that are, that are walking with him, his church family, if you will. And I love that. So we want to define, you know, help us define who God's family, spiritual family, because people think, well, it's, what's the difference? In this instance, in this case, we're going to look at God's family as, as the church, right? God's family is, or I'm sorry, God's family as his family, like, like your relationship with, with God, right? God's 
family? Are you part of God's family? Are you, are you a, a son or daughter of, of the king? And are you ever trying to get closer to God to be a part, to be a, a more integral part, a more important part of, of, his, of his family? And then we've got your, your physical family. Some people call it the nuclear family, or some people call it your blood relatives. How do you, how do you deal and how do you biblically honor those who are part of the family, the spiritual family of, of God? And I, and I love the fact, frankly, I wanted to check, make sure my recording was on. I had, for some reason, I had a thought. I was like, oh, no, I want to make sure. Uh, for some reason, um, people will tend to tend to concentrate on one and not the other, right? And then you've got the the, the spiritual family, the, the church, the, the, the people you're walking with, the people that you are discipling, people that you are, like, how do we balance those things? And I think of this because I'm, well, if you know me at all, I'm a little bit of a weirdo, but I think of things reflecting God's triune nature. You've got the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. You've got the God's family, the, the your physical family, and your spiritual family. And just like God's triune nature doesn't get out of balance, we got to make sure we don't get anything out of balance as well. Because you can take some scriptures that it actually are going to be outlined here in Mark 3 and, and really, like, like, not get it right because you'll ignore some other scriptures. I tend to do that sometimes. I'll say something, I say, oh, that's what it means, and then I'll read something else in scripture. There's a balance here. There's a triune balance here when it comes to spiritual family, God's family, and your physical family. God's family is your relationship with God. Your family is your spouse, your children, and some people have other people living with them, that kind of thing, cousins or whatnot. And then your spiritual family, those in your church, those who you're discipling, and that kind of thing. So let's get into Mark 3, starting in verse 20, and we will, this is an amazing, amazing group of verses here, man. I love, love, love this one. Mark 3, starting in verse 20, and this is right after Jesus picked his disciples, which we talked about, we talked about on Thursday night, and, and my wife Judy did the Mother's Day message, and we talked about moms in the Bible, having a mom, honoring your parents, that kind of thing, your physical, actual family, right? And so she did a great job too. Beautifully done. My daughter led worship last week. Uh, what, a, what a week it was. So Mark 3, starting in verse 20. Then he went home. Check this out. This is so amazing. And the crowd gathered again so that they were not even able to eat. Like, they're just, like, you can't, how, how, how many people, you talk about, lack of physical distancing man like hey what about germs right like these people were just crowded in and they're like trying to eat i just think of these things these are real people that really exist and i think of this stuff like they've got their gefilte fish and their hummus and everything like that going on and they're trying to trying to grab something to eat and it's crowded in and these like it's just uh, amazing it's just the thoughts i have because these are real people who really were around right these are historical facts when his family heard this, his family, he's talking about his physical family, his blood relatives, his mom, possibly his dad. I don't think his dad was around at this time. It looked like he was not in the picture. Maybe he had passed away. Obviously, he had passed away at some point, but he's never mentioned in his adult life. In his young life, obviously, he is. But when his family heard this, they set out to restrain him. They didn't understand who he was yet, right? There's still this, like Jesus is just starting his ministry. He's just starting his, his mission. He's just picking his disciples. 
and and there's healing going on and there's amazing demons are are scattering because of of Jesus and and his family struggles to understand and and some of us frankly have had that issue in our lives where we have a life prior to Jesus we did some things that people that know us well remember and then we start living a different life It, it it's like it's it's weird right and don't be alarmed by that right it happened to jesus it happened to 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 those folks jesus went to his hometown and 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 was able to do just a it's amazing just a few healings just a few miracles because of their unbelief it's like hey i saw that guy in cloth diapers right that dude was the carpenters or the construction worker right like i i remember him that way i don't remember him as the messiah it was it's a struggle right those who are familiar most with us struggle sometimes the most. But check this out, what they did. His family heard this. They set out to restrain him because they said he's out of his mind. Now, I don't know if there were, you know, there's, there's a lot of different commentaries about this scripture here. But, but, I, but I think a lot of how does the somebody think he's crazy after living a life of, of perfection, right? Um, man, I think about his brother James. And Jude, who later wrote, you know, part of the New Testament. I think about these guys that that grew up with Jesus. How bad it was his sisters, right? How terrible it would be to have Jesus as a brother, right? Like, who got in the cookie jar? I know it's not Jesus. Jesus, I'm not talking to you. James, Jude, sisters, come on. Like, like somebody's going to fess up. Man. You know, it's just that kind of stuff, right? Like, it would just be tough. And so that adds to that 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 strangeness when they find out that he's he's the Messiah. He's out of his mind, they said. The scribes, this had to be a difficult thing for Jesus to experience. The scribes who had come down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebub, Beelzebul, somebody help me at home pronounce this, Beelzebul in, in him. He drive, And he drives out demons by the ruler of demons. So they call him demonic. So his family calls him crazy. The critics call him demonic, right? So he summoned them and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan drive out Satan? See, I love Jesus. You know, I, I've, I've shared this with you, that, that I love Jesus. Yes, his deity. Yes, his resurrection. Yes, the fulfillment of hundreds of prophecies prior to him ever coming. And it's a, he's obviously God, but I'm mean, going to love him for his humanity and his intellect too. How can Satan drive out Satan? If a kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. And if Satan rebels against himself and is divided, he cannot stand but is finished. So in other words, what he's saying, it makes no sense. Like I'm driving out demons. Why would demons drive out demons? It doesn't make any sense, right? On the other hand, no one can enter a strong man's house and rob his possessions unless he first ties up the strong man. Then he will rob his house. I, I then he will rob his house. I assure you, people will be forgiven for all sins, and whatever blasphemies they may blaspheme. But everybody say but at home. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness. And I've heard people say, "Well, yeah, well, they challenge God. Well, I just, well, I just blaspheme the Holy Spirit, right? It don't work like that. This is a a denial of Jesus. This is a denial of the Holy Spirit's prompting to follow Jesus, to be part of God's 
family. That's the blasphemy. You can cuss the Holy Spirit out. Holy Spirit's tough enough. I, and I'm not saying you should. I'm not saying, I'm saying it's possible to do those things. Amen. Right? And, and like the Holy Spirit can handle it. I mean, he's pretty tough, right? Because he's God. But ultimately, a denial of the Holy Spirit, a denial of following of, of Jesus, the one true way, is what blasphemes the Holy Spirit. And for me, you guys, some of you guys know my story. Some of you guys don't know my story. I was rocked by the actual evidence of, of God. And so if I would say, yeah, I, I see this evidence. And yes, I see the fact that he fulfilled hundreds of predictions coming true, hundreds of years prior to him ever coming. And he did all that. It's a, virtually impossible for that to have happened by mere accident. Uh, the fact that it's an historic fact of his resurrection, those kinds of things. If I walked away from that, that's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. But the Holy Spirit rocked my world by this stuff. And God said, what are you going to do now, bro, once you know the, the truth for a later day? Whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit never has forgiveness, but is guilty of an eternal sin because they were saying he has an unclean spirit. Jesus is talking about the Holy Spirit, man. Like I just, I just love him so very much. He just, just shuts him down. And he doesn't have to fight. He doesn't have to threaten. He just asks some questions that just gets him going like, I don't know. I mean, he just gets him speechless, right? Listen to this, though. And this is where a lot of people take this particular scripture and misapply it. Then his mothers and his brothers came. And standing outside, they, they sent word to him and, and called him. This is his physical family, right? A crowd was sitting around him and told him, Look, your mother, your brothers, and your sisters are outside asking for you. By the way, Jesus was not an only child. Some people think that. It's, it, like he had a full family of siblings, right? Because it right here says, your brothers and your sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied to them, who are my brothers? Who are my mother and, and my brothers? And a lot of people take this and say, how could Jesus deny after all the things about honoring your mother and father and about all the things about family life in scripture and all the things about those kinds of things, uh, uh, how could he deny his actual family? And he's not doing that. I just want you to, to he's not doing that. He asks a simple question. Who are my mother and my brothers? Who are my mother and my brothers? It's just a question, right? And, and, and he says, and looking about at those who were sitting in a circle around him, he said, here are my mother and brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. He did not deny his physical family. He included the spiritual family, those who do the will of God in his family. He blended it, right? Like he, he took these two circles that a lot of people take separately and he combined them because he's part of God's family, his physical family, and his spiritual family. He didn't say those aren't my mother and sister and brothers, but these are. Does that make sense? 
Like we got to be careful with this. Some people will take that and they say, oh, so it's more important to have spiritual family eternally for sure. And we have physical family members that may not go to heaven. That's, that's heartbreaking, right? But the desire is to see our physical family become part of our spiritual family, ultimately part of God's family first. And we can't deny those kinds of the, those kinds of things. Here's, here's why. In Scripture, if you believe that in John 1 it says, in the beginning was the Word, the Word was God, the Word was with God, and that Word becomes flesh and makes His dwelling among us, meaning Jesus is the Word that, that, that has always been, then God's Word says take care of your family, physical family. Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church. Uh, wives, respect your husbands. Children, honor your mother and father. Like it's everywhere, right? Fathers, don't exasperate your children. I mean, it's, it's really absolutely everywhere in Scripture about how to handle your physical family, right? It's also everywhere in Scripture about how to handle your spiritual family. Make disciples, right? Baptize, teach them to be obedient to everything Jesus has commanded. And then ultimately, it's important to to be part of God's family. The most important command according to Jesus, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, all your, your strength. There's a trifecta here, right? Second, of course, being like it, love your neighbor as yourself. There's a triune nature in how we're to have family, much like there's a triune nature of God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, God's family, your family, spiritual family. Everybody at home say, amen. Amen. So here's some of my questions for you. Where are you? Where are you? And be honest. I get like, just, I'm not asking you to answer, you know, out loud. I can't hear you anyway. (laughs) Where are you? Are you a critic of Jesus? And, and, and here's the thing, I have, I'm not unaware of Facebook. I don't post a whole, whole lot, but I see some things that concern me when, when people say the church better do this and the church better do that among even people that call themselves part of the church, part of God's family. You better act a certain way. You better support this certain cause and you better be this certain, uh, it, it, it's troublesome to me. And if you've been around with us for any length of time, you know we went through a series called Mrs. Jesus. I'm not demanding anything of Mrs. Jesus. That's that's Jesus' wife, right? And so we just got to be be thinking through that. But are you a critic, right? Are you part of the the crowd still trying to figure out this this whole Jesus thing? And you know, and 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 man, I'm feeling kind of drawn to 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 the church, but I, but I but I don't know yet what's what my role is and what God's doing and that kind of thing. That's okay, right? Like, like, like all of it, it, it's where you are. We just got to define reality. Are you a follower of Jesus? Where you, you're following him. But I'm not talking about like, like following him from the standpoint of you're actually doing, you're, okay, I'm following. He's, he's doing this. I'm observing. I'm, I'm looking at this and that kind of thing. I'm not just standing back in the crowd. I'm actually trying to get somewhat close to him. But finally, if you're not in one of those, are you actually in Jesus's inner inner circle? 
Are you there, right? Are you part of that inner circle that, that you, are, you are sitting at his feet and you're obeying his commands and you're, fo- you're not just following him, you're being obedient to him and you're being sent on wherever he tells you to go, wherever, whether it's across the street or across the world, man, you're, you're there, right? Because you, you're just there, you're in his, his inner circle. And so wherever you are, critic, crowd, follower, or, or actually in the inner circle, are you willing to take whatever step it needs, you need to get to that next level? Now, even if you're, even if you're a, in the inner circle, doesn't mean you can't keep getting closer, amen? Now, we've been, like I said with my friends that I was with this week, it's like they're just ever getting closer. And, and, and to know them several years ago and to know them now is just an incredible transformation. And I love that. And if you are growing closer to Jesus, guess what will happen? You will be closer to your family and you'll be closer to your spiritual family. Why? Because as part of God's family, you're going to, you're going to be obedient to, to Jesus. You're going to be obedient to the word. And you'll do the things that the word says regarding your family, your mom, your dad, your siblings, your spouse, your children. And you'll do what God says when it comes to your spiritual family, making disciples, supporting your local body of believers, those kinds of things. It's incredible, right? But our primary responsibility, and and if we get the relationship with God right, man, it will take care of because we're in obedience to God. It'll take care of the other two types, if you will, of family. And there will be this, if you look on this graphic, there will be this right in the center, a place where all three of those circles connect. That's where we want to be. Keep that in mind. Amen. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you for supporting New City's ministry. If this inspired you and you want to partner with New City, you can give now by clicking in the link in the description or visit newcitychurch.com slash podcast for more information. Love you and have a great day.